I bought my eight-year-old a huge Lego set at a garage sale. She was absolutely ecstatic when I brought her home two giant garbage bags full of Legos of all shapes and sizes. For the first two days, she barely left her room. I didn't bother her much other than the occasional check-in because I wanted to be as supportive as I could when it came to her creative development. At that sale, one particular book stood out to me. The owner was oblivious of its presence and sold it to me for a quarter. Cool. I'd have forgotten about it if I wasn't cleaning out my trunk one day. I grabbed the book and went inside, heading up towards Martha's bedroom. Look at this, she shrieked, pointing at a large castle of Legos she constructed. Whoa, that's really good. How did you learn to build that? Martha shrugged and giggled, then went back to building her castle. I sat down on her bed and watched as she picked through the Legos, looking for all the red ones. Eventually, I remembered I had to do laundry and kissed her on the top of her head before heading over to my bedroom. A few hours went by, and I realized that I had left the book sitting on Martha's bed. I entered. Martha was sitting on her bed with a cold look in her eyes. The book was sitting on her lap and opened to a page with a rather disturbing illustration on it. I snatched the book up and Martha just stared at me. Okay, honey, I think it's time for bed. You look tired. She continued staring at me, her eyes glossy and dull. For some strange reason, I felt anxious. I nudged her towards the bathroom to get ready for bed, and I went to my room to get a better look at the book. Something about that book was horribly unsettling. There were very graphic illustrations of people being castrated, stabbed, and brutally beaten. There were descriptive images of how to drain the blood from a human body. I was mortified to see the high level of detail put into the illustrations. It all seemed handwritten. The text was illegible, something that didn't appear to be in the English language. And it worried me that little Martha had been looking at this book, possibly for a few hours. Later that night, I woke to the sound of giggling coming from Martha's room. I got up and crept towards her door. The lights were off. I could hear her talking, but in a language I couldn't understand. She seemed fluent in it. I pushed the door open to see Martha standing in the dark. The castle she had been building was gigantic, nearly reaching the ceiling. It had an ominous presence and had a Victorian design. This was something far beyond the capabilities of an eight-year-old girl. Martha, what are you doing up? It's way past your bedtime. I scolded her, pointing towards the bed. Martha completely ignored my demands and proceeded to add more black Legos to the castle's exterior. Martha, it's time for bed. I raised my voice, applying a fatherly tone. 
I reached over toward her to remove the Lego from her hand. Martha growled like a vicious animal. She reached behind the castle and removed a makeshift dagger assembled from superglue and whittled down to a sharp point. Martha brought the dagger down into my forearm. Blood oozed from the open wound, and I staggered back in complete shock. She lunged at me, and I leapt out of the way, just in time to dodge her. Martha had a look of animosity in her eyes, a look of pure hatred, one I had never seen before. Ashelti Kazesh Akurma. Martha shouted in some foreign language. Her voice was distorted and echoed throughout the room, bouncing off the walls as if we were in some sort of cavern. I dodged another attempt to plunge the weapon straight into my heart. Acting on instinct, I stuck my leg out and lightly kicked her hard enough to get some distance. With that short opening, I managed to escape and slam the door behind me. Fortunately, her bedroom door had a reverse swing, and I was able to use the closet door to wedge it shut. I was nearly shitting myself at this point, panicking against the wall in the hallway. Martha was violently pounding on her bedroom door and screaming at the top of her lungs. I couldn't call the police. It just wouldn't make sense. So I waited. After about an hour, the pounding stopped. After a few beers in the kitchen, I gathered the courage to check on her again. I slowly opened the door. The lights had been shut off and the room was almost pitch black. Other than a few flickering candles. And I have no fucking clue how she got them. I poked my head in further to see Martha knelt over her castle. But it wasn't a castle. It was a shrine. Her bed had been stripped of all its blankets and sheets, and she somehow managed to drag it in front of the castle. A strange, circular pattern had been painted in the exposed mattress, and what I can only hope wasn't blood. Martha's voice grew. It got louder and louder. She chanted strange words that I couldn't comprehend. I took another step closer to try to make out her words, and that's when her neck snapped. Turning her head in my direction, a gigantic smile had been spread across her face. Blood trailed from the sides of her mouth. Martha's eyes were as wide as saucers, and the dancing flame of the candlewick gave them a sinister glow. She inched towards me, her limbs and joints bent in ways that even a contortionist couldn't obtain. I didn't hesitate this time. I shrieked like a little girl and slammed the door shut. I could hear her tiny body slam against the cheap wood, and her nails begin to violently scratch at the wood like a desperate animal trying to get its prey. I whimpered. In that following moment, a horrifying laugh echoed from beyond the door in a voice that couldn't come from no other than a demon. Come here, Daddy. Let's play. 
and I said fuck that and wedged the door shut. I ran downstairs to grab my drill and a handful of long wood screws. I broke a dining room chair and grabbed the pieces of wood and began to seal the door. With each screw I drove into the wood, another menacing laugh echoed from behind the door. Right now, I'm cowering in the living room downstairs. The police can't help me. I'm not a religious man whatsoever, but I've tried calling at least a dozen priests to try and get an exorcism. I'm stuck. I can't leave my little girl here alone. But I also don't think that I'll make it through the night. I never should have went to that fucking garage sale.